This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2023. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash City Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And we are your go-to for everything Golden Girls. We've been doing this for like 10, almost 10 years. Let's not age ourselves. We do it all. Yes, we watch episodes of The Golden Girls and talk about it. We've watched The Golden Palace. We interview writers, cast members. We cover Golden Girls news. Mm -hmm. And we're slowly but surely breaking down the entire careers of our four golden ladies. And today we are doing another Golden Rewind, where we go back and we rewatch one of our favorite episodes from The Golden Girls and offer new insights that we first since we first started breaking these down back in 2014. OMG. Again, not to age ourselves. We just rewatched <laughs> season two, episode eight, Vacation, We're which so is old. the one where the girls are stranded on a desert island, but not really. And there's a very special reason that we chose this episode yeah. today. So I actually didn't know this about Carrie. I, as some of you may know, I don't know, that I'm a big survivor head. And I didn't know that you were a survivor person too, Carrie. So, well, we should tell every should we tell everybody why we're talking about Survivor well, or should okay, we just yes. keep talking about okay, Survivor? Yes. So, <laughs> let, let me let me just set it up. So, I didn't know this about you, so I was very excited. So, I am a big Survivor person and I am good friends with um someone from last season, season 44 of Survivor, Carson Garrett. He made it to top 4. He was sort of a part of a uh, uh, a group of people there's jam jam carolyn and carson that sort of defined the season and really sort of controlled the game and so he and i have become such good friends i mean he's such he's like a little brother to me at this point like we text all the time like he's just he's such, such a good 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 person so when i was trying to figure out like how how can we incorporate him into this because golden girls is new to him but also like he's such like an infectious personality that like I was like, this could actually be a fun watch. And then when Carrie and I were texting, you were like, oh, yeah, I used to be in a Survivor, like, league or something, right? Yeah, a, a fantasy league. Um, oh my yeah, God. my my group of friends, we had a Survivor fantasy league. It was during seasons 35, 36, 37. We started doing it with The Bachelor. Um, and then we started doing it for Survivor, too. But with The Bachelor... There are companies like I think ABC used yeah. to do it where they create a fantasy system yes. for you to play online. Survivor doesn't. Nobody does that. We've mm -hmm. made like Excel spreadsheets and we tracked it um, before the show started. We'd pick our top three. We'd pick a sole survivor. And then every week, like you'd get points if someone in your lineup found like an idol or got immunity. We would try to vote on which tribe would win, would win the reward challenge, mm -hmm. the immunity challenge. Um, and at the end of all of it, after the, the survivor finale aired, it wasn't just enough for us to have a fantasy league. We'd have our own survivor day. We'd split into two teams. <laughs> 
there were two guys, we called them the Jeffs, um, yeah. and they they built like these and one of them is actually like a production designer on TV shows. So he's a really, he's really good at building this kind of stuff. And this would be like a dream job for him, but they would build challenges and puzzles and we would split into two and compete in a battle of brains and brawn. It was some of the most fun I've ever had. I am obsessed. I did. How did I not know this about you? I, I don't know. That's so strange. I mean, I feel like I also feel like Survivor is one of those shows that like I secretly think straight people like watch and they don't know that we watch like they don't know that gay people watch it, too. Like, I feel like it's sort of like I feel like it's Bachelor and Bachelorette, like Bachelor and Bachelorette is sort of like drag race for straight people. It's what you guys obsess (laughs) over. You guys are. I don't understand it. I tried to the only I watched a little bit of The Golden Bachelor this season and I had to to stop watching because I was crying too fucking much because I it was sad because they they're dealing with widows and stuff. But I with Survivor, it was sort of like I discovered it sort of well a little bit before, but during the pandemic is when I went hard into Survivor and we mm-hmm. watched everything, like everything. And I realized a this show is actually kind of gay, and b like it's it's so addictive. It's so Wait, addictive. Wait, what's what's super gay about Survivor? I mean, minus like obviously some contestants and stuff, but like yeah, what's inherently gay about Survivor? Name another show on television where people are allowed to wear underwear on a beach, get wet and jump around. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I am just saying. And I have I mean, a feeling I mean Bachelor in Paradise. I'm not watching The Bachelors. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just that's a, that's, a, that's a line too far. But what I will say is while watching Survivor, I was thinking about like what how would the girls react to Survivor? You know what I mean? Like, how would they react to watching Survivor? Blanche would have the exact same reaction I had about the underwear and the jumping around. Let's be real. Like, she would mm. she would be full on. She would love that we are living in a day and age where you can screenshot and zoom in on a phone so you can really see everything. Like, she would be excelling in 2023, don't you think? Yeah, I feel like Blanche, I think... I could see Blanche like falling in love with someone on another tribe and, oh, yeah. and and giving things up, you know, just because she'd rather sleep with a man. Like she doesn't actually care about winning. <laughs> yeah. Rose, I think Rose would actually be the best player. I think yes. because I think Dorothy would think too much with her head. She'd be way mm-hmm. too analytical. Um, I think Sophia would threaten people a little too much. I think Sophia yeah. would maybe make people a little standoffish Sophia, and not want to like open up to her. Sophia wouldn't make the merge. Let's be real. No, Sophia wouldn't make the merge. No. Um, Rose would play the long game. Yeah. Rose would, she'd find idols and not tell people. See, she would. Here's mm, the thing. Here's the thing. I good. hear you. I hear you on that. However, I have a feeling Rose is a competitive person, as we have very well established on the Golden Girls. However, I think she's physically competitive. I think there's a physicality to Rose that she is very competitive in a physical way, but not so much in a strategy social game kind of way. And so much of Survivor, very little of it really is even a physical game. I mean, you look at like Carson, our guest today, I mean, he was probably of the three of them, the Jam Jam, Carolyn and Carson. I'd say Carson was probably the most physical in terms of challenges and stuff. Carolyn never really did anything physical in a challenge and Jam Jam did, but like not as much as Carson. So like, the physicality of it really is not as important. So I could see Dorothy actually having a really strong social game. She mm. could manipulate people. We know that she can be sneaky. Remember that whole gambling thing and the smoking thing? She can be sneaky and she would yeah. have no problem lying. She would have no problem sort of like 
getting what she needed out of the situation. So I have a feeling Dorothy could potentially go a long way on Survivor. Yeah, I could see Dorothy being in the top three, definitely yeah. with Rose. Rose would Mr. Magoo her way through the whole thing. Like Rose would do yes. really well, but like yes. a lot of it would be accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I just I had some overall things I wanted to talk about with this vacation episode. Um. You know, this episode, I don't know how you feel about it. For me, it, even though it has some memorable moments, overall, it was kind of a dud. Well, it's like what we were talking about. I don't know if it was last week, but the week before, where there are some episodes that aren't like your go-to rewatch episodes. You you watch yeah. them if they come on and stuff, but you don't necessarily go to them. This is one of them. Yeah. And I think, because you know me, I'm always like, what's the why? What's the why behind everything? Yeah. And I think I've realized for me, the best stories are the ones where the women are going through something really personal and relatable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blanche going through menopause, Dorothy having complicated feelings mm -hmm. for her ex-husband. Mm -hmm. And the story was like, they book a bad vacation. I know. Which, there wasn't... Like, you know, even, it just wasn't that sort of deep thing, it's emotional a fun thing that I'm episode. looking for. It is such it a fun is episode. Fun. I also think because then I could go well. If it's a fun premise, then great. Yeah. You get a lot of good comedy there. But I also think that comedy-wise, the women in this episode they're not really playing off of each other as mm -hmm. much as they're playing off of the guest stars in the episode. And the guest stars in this episode, oh my god, do they choose so much scenery? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're so big. They're so big. They're so. This almost feels like a like a fan fiction Golden Girls moment. You know what I mean? That you what mm -hmm. you kind of don't expect it to be within the timeline of the Golden Girls. But I love it for that reason. Yeah, like yeah, it's again. I just I, I always it's love weird. it when. It's the I, case I of the Libertine Bell. Well, yes, it's a little bit of the case of the Libertine Bell, but we got a lot of humor in the case of the Libertine yeah. Bell. But I feel like with this one, I always love to see the women at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that's always so funny. Like, give me the artist. Give me the actor. Give me the bowling yeah. competition, the yeah. dance marathon. And in this episode, it was like the girls versus the hotel manager, the mm -hmm. bellhop, the three guys they're sharing the bathroom with. One ton of matters. I don't know what the, <laughs> yes. I don't know what he's actually saying, but that's what that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> that, of course, is I think the most memorable moment um, yes. of the episode. Um, you know, I, I also I like to think that you know, this bad hotel experience is ultimately mm. what inspired Rose and Blanche to take over running the Golden Palace. Oh, like, I could see them leaving that hotel and being like, we could do better. And then they kind of <laughs> do. Blanche, Blanche in this episode, I mean, she has a breakdown that is just amazing. So I can't wait oh, to talk about it. I, can't I know. I can't it. wait to talk about it, too. Um, Do you want to talk about the Sophia story now or do you want to wait for our guest? Let's wait for our guest. Because I have things to say. Let's wait for our guest. Okay, we can wait. <laughs> but we have something we want to tease a little bit, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. I was so living on a desert island and admiring <laughs> myself in this video recording because I was like, oh, I'm wearing a tropical shirt. Yeah, I didn't perfect. plan that. I didn't plan it. I love um, it. But I was like, now maybe I'm going to start dressing on theme. Um, <laughs> yes. So, everyone. We will be announcing something really, really, really big and exciting in early December. And I'm not going to say what. I'm not going to tease it. I'm just going to say that it's big and it's exciting mm -hmm. and it's going to be coming to you in about a month. I am, and... I am so excited. I, I, I'm so excited. And I, we can't say anything, but I'm so excited because it's going to I'm just so excited for the potential of everything to come. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's a big one. 
before we get crazy, because I don't want to tease too much, I really, this is going to be a big episode. This is going to be a fun episode. I hope you guys are going to love Carson as much as I love Carson. So we should take a break and come back with Carson Garrett. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are here, as we said in our intro, with my good new friend, Carson Garrett. Hello, Carson. Hello. I feel like I'm joining a friend group right now. Good to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) You are. You are. I mean, you are, like we talked about in our intro, you are very well known to the survivor world of things, but you are not so well known to the Golden Girls world of things. So I'm very excited to introduce you to all of the Golden Girls world. And I have a feeling, Carrie and I were talking about this, I have a feeling there's going to be some crossover between Survivor and Golden Girls. I think so too with this episode. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, this it's been very interesting for me to watch. I think I was, I mean, I was telling my my mom, I was like, "Did you watch the Golden Girls?" She's like, "I think I've seen a few episodes." And I'm, and then I asked my grandmother though, and she's like, "Oh, honey, of course, you know." So okay, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up your grandmother because I mm-hmm. need to fan out a little before we even get into the episode or anything. I need to fan out a little bit. So Carson and I, like I said in the intro, he's kind of become like a little brother to me. We text all the time. We're, we're very much in sync. And one of the things that I love about Carson is his grandmother. He introduced his grandmother to me on a level. Now, I, and I, I don't just say that because, you know, obviously I love women of a certain age. I mean, this podcast, hello. But there's a particular <laughs> reason why I love his grandmother. So first off, his grandma was a singer like is a singer, but was a singer, popular singer back in the day. I have to play some of her tracks because I, her name is, well, you say her name, Carson, please, before. Well, I mean, her name when she was uh, famous, I guess, was Shirley McPherson. And then she got married to my granddad. So it's now Shirley Hilburn. But Shirley McPherson was the name that people knew her as. (laughs) And you can go into Spotify, Apple, wherever, because Carson did this. He's such a good grandson. He did this and he put all of her music on Apple and Spotify. So if you search in Spotify, they search for Shirley Hilburn, right? Yeah, sure. I think you can do Shirley McPherson Hilburn. But yeah, she's in there. I kind of did it as a way for her music to kind of still be on the platforms I use, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I wasn't really familiar with records and stuff like that. They're big, you know, can't spit in a phone. Yeah. So well, that was kind of my me, way of me, keeping in touch. <laughs> let me play a little bit of Shirley here because there's a reason why I want to play her. Hold on. Oh, wait, I got to play Hallelujah too because I love Hallelujah as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this. (laughs) Okay. Now, the reason why I bring it up is because, so I I, I fell in love and was obsessed with with Shirley when Carson told me in a text, like off before the Golden Girl stuff. And then Mm -hmm. Carson and I were watching this episode together intentionally because I knew Carson was very new to the Golden Girls world. So I wanted to be there to explain any sort of things that might, you know, come awry. But also, it's not weird for Carson and I to FaceTime. And so while we're watching it, 
he is literally saying, oh, that's my grandma when <laughs> talking about I Blanche. I love that. It's her. Blanche. How much do you love that Blanche is Carson's grandma? Because then I became doubly obsessed. I love that. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I feel like this is the perfect episode for us to watch with Carson now on on so many levels because Blanche has great moments so in this levels. episode. There is, of course, an iconic sort of like desert island, very survivor scene in the episode. Um, but I love it. Your grandma's music slaps. That is like, put that in on the Stand By Me soundtrack. That is, yeah. Yes. Right. It's, wow. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, I grew up listening to it at her house on records, but I'd go home and not hear it. But it has such a cool little jazz feel and kind of feels like you're taking a step back in time. But Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah. She, I mean, my grandma. Uh, her, we, I call her Mimi. So, like, her, calling her Shirley's very weird to me. Um, but I'll call her Mimi too. Let's call her mind. Mimi. Okay. <laughs> well, Mimi had. I mean, she had. She's that person. So we one day, one time, we went to the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and somehow we had bought the tickets for the wrong day, and they were fully sold out for the day at the Biltmore, which is just a big house that's really cool to visit. Oh, famous. It, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm like, is that just a southern thing? You know, mm -hmm. no, I guess it's not. But and she goes up there, and she and she, they, my granddad went up there, and it's like, oh, we're not going to get in. And she she pushes him aside, mm -hmm. walks up there, turns on her big old southern charm smile, and woos her way and gets us all tickets in. Um, that's just kind of how she's always been, and she definitely has that like southern twang charm and like. Um, in a way of saying things that very much so reminded me of her. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, Which, I, yeah. it's fun to watch that's a Blanche. <laughs> yes, that's a Blanche move fully. If anyone is going to get someone into something, it is going to be Blanche, and she's going to yeah, use her I mean, and sometimes mm -hmm. unsuccessfully, like when um they get busted uh for when they we think that they're sex True. workers, and she tries mm. to use her sexuality, but then she realizes that the 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 guard is a, is a woman. Oh my God, Carson! Carson there are so many <laughs> great Blanche moments. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's going to be our next FaceTime a share play watch party. Is that episode? It's so, so good. It's so good. Okay, so funny. let's let's dive into this yes. episode. H. Allen, do you want to address the Sophia stuff first before we dive into vacation? Yeah. So at the beginning of this episode, I mean, this episode is famous for the vacation stuff, but also the B plot of this episode is Sophia has a date with the worker, and it's a it's it's a the portrayal is a very sort of uh, I wouldn't, it's stereotypically Asian portrayal for the 80s, I would say. It's sort of, there isn't many, there's not much nuance to the character. Let's definitely just say that. That said, in watching, and we talked about this episode recently when we had um, Cody Sia on the episode, on the, on the, on the, on the series, just because, well, just because it was something that we, we, he knew about. And it, while is complicated, in watching it again, I actually found mm -hmm. it to be kind of sweet, too, because there was this sort of, like, misunderstanding between cultures that, like, and of course, Sophia is the catalyst because she's the one who speaks English and she's the one who is explaining the the narration of what's going on with this this relationship. But it actually, I found it to be kind of sweet in retrospect. I, I, I remember I thought about this in a bad way, and now I kind of look at it in sort of like, a sure, it could have been better and he could have had more lines, but I thought it was actually kind of sweet. Yeah. I I, 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 I too think? feel like 
It was sweet. I I think that, you know, in the second season, it was just really nice to see Sophia kind of have her own story and for it to be a story where Mm -hmm. Sophia, you know, has this really nice special romantic moment with a man. Um, You know, it's Mm -hmm. not something that they had done up until this point. So, yeah, I I agree with you that it could have been done a little bit differently, but it's the 80s and, you know, ultimately... Um, I feel like there weren't bad intentions behind it. And, it, and there were very sweet moments with them. No. Yeah, what did you think about that? I mean, what, did you like that storyline with Sophia, Carson? Um, I, would, I It was distracting me from Blanche, to be honest. But no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was cute. And, uh, um, and I liked kind of how they were trying to communicate. And, and you know, it just like in an old person way, it felt like too, it wasn't just like yeah. the differences in, um, in communication via like with different languages, but also it was like, there was delay, there was, you know, so I uh-huh. did enjoy that. <laughs> well, and also we should say that the person who played Toshiro uh, is an iconic actor. He's been in, a character actor. He's been in so many different things. His name's Key Luke. He was in Gremlins. Which is so exciting. Whoa. I mean, we love we love a Gremlins, and he was in Superman. I mean, or Superboy, excuse me, the the series, not Superman. And he's been in a bunch of different. I mean, he was just a character actor who did a bunch of different work, and you know, gotta give a shout out to him. But yeah, yeah. I thought it was a sweet little storyline. But we're not well, going to focus when on you it have a Survivor contestant on for the vacation episode. You have yeah. to talk about the vacation story. Yes, so, you just have to. <laughs> you know, on this show, so Carson, the women don't go on too many vacations on this show, certainly not destination vacations. So it was actually really exciting for them to go to this. It's a made up island in the Caribbean. Um, I mean, they deserve it. They are women who have, you know, worked their butts off. They deserve, you know, to lie in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, I wanted to ask you guys, is there a destination vacation spot that you've never been to that you guys would go to, you'd like to go to? Oh, I know Carson has a bunch. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I, you yeah. want me to do well, a list? Yeah, Fiji's not. I mean, like, I've always been afraid of anywhere in the South Pacific Indian Ocean because there are things called sea snakes that are involved. And what? You, there were sea. I mean, there were sea snakes in Fiji. I just never saw one. Thank goodness. Uh, because Wait, what's a sea snake? Is it like a? Oh, like a, you like honestly a don't want to know, but I'll tell you. Um, okay. They are poisonous uh, banded sea crate snakes, and they're and one drop of their venom can kill, if spread out evenly, eighteen hundred <gasps> people. Y'all terrifying. What? Yes. And they're, and I'm sure you've heard of like water yes. moccasins. They like live in lakes, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Florida. Yeah. These things swim in the, you know, all over the ocean in like the warm areas. So near where you would be getting in the water. And they swim underwater, above water. Um, they hide in the rocks. And yes, if they bite you, you will die. That's just how a given. Yeah. How does anyone who lives in this area how how do how has anyone survived? I don't know, and I've always wanted to go to the Maldives, but I like I always am on like TripAdvisor. Like, how many people have been killed by the sea snake? Because I don't want to <laughs> deal with the sea snake. 
So for that reason, like I, I want to go to the Maldives really bad, but just mm-hmm. I might remove that so I can maybe just stay in the Caribbean and know that there's no yeah. snakes that are going to bite me in the water. And all I have to think about are like crabs and stuff, and I don't care about those. I'd rather I'm more comfortable seeing a shark in the water water than I am a sea snake. So I love wow. that you do. This yeah, is where wow. you and I are very similar, Carson. I, I enjoy that you did your research and you had the wherewithal to be like, okay, if I'm going to go somewhere, I have to look up sea snakes because you know yourself so well yes. that you know that it, if you found <laughs> out that there were sea snakes there just from someone when you arrive at a location, you would not be able to enjoy yourself for the entire trip and you'd be so angry that you spent that money, Carson. Yeah. Absolutely. And I wouldn't be getting in that water either. And that's the whole yep. point of me being there. <laughs> like- See, now, I remember this conversation Carson and I had uh, a while ago, and it, it was about vacation stuff. And he was genuinely surprised that I I don't give a fuck about a beach. I know I wouldn't do well. I don't relax very well. I'm not one of those people that can go to sort of like some obscure place with water and beauty and blah, blah, blah. Literally <laughs> give me give me a nice restaurant with a good Wi-Fi signal because I got to update once I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand the need to get away, to actually literally get away. I want to go to a nice city. I love the idea yeah. of like, I've always wanted to go to Tokyo. I've always wanted to go to South, like to Seoul. Oh my God, I'd love to go to Seoul someday. Like these, like I love a city and i love but that said too that said i get really angry in cities and then i immediately am like just get me to a suburb i just need a nice comfortable house with a backyard that i can calm down in you know what i mean so i'm all over the place i don't know i don't i don't vacate well <laughs> you remind me of my cousin like they get to one place and then they're tired of it and mm-hmm. now they want to go somewhere yeah. else and they get to that place they want to go back to like live, just uh-huh. never satisfied in the moment mm-hmm. um i would say I would like to go everywhere that Stanley Tucci went in searching for Italy. Um, yeah, oh, that's yeah. just the food, the the atmosphere, the pasta, all of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So these women, they're going to the Caribbean, which I mean, it's funny because they're coming from Miami. So they're definitely not like changing it up that much. But respect no um you know the episode starts with them at the house they're not really at the house for very long they're bustling around getting ready to leave um there is an exchange Mm -hmm. between rose and dorothy that we played once at golden con that i had to play again because the exchange between the two of them it really echoes h allen and i's relationship when it comes to not only traveling but also doing this podcast let's play it Yes, Rose. And the passports? Yes, Rose. Did you remember to bring Pepto-Bismol? Yes, Rose. Dramamine? Yes, Rose. And chewing gum in case we have to pop our ears? Yes, Rose. Did you call a cab to take us to the airport? No, Rose. I called two cabs. One for Blanche and me and one for you because you're making me crazy with all your... I need to share a story. Wait, who is who? So, well, I okay, I am so, uh, I am the neurotic one. I am the rose in this situation. H. Allen has to deal with it. I ask mm. all the questions, but <laughs> the reason I ask the questions: yeah. who forgot to pack my Daisy outfit on our way to Golden Con and well, had to so turn the, the car story. around? And then that's... we were running through the airport yes. like the McAllister family at yes. Christmas time. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Let me let me. Just, that's the story I wanted to tell because I don't. Think oh, we've we told, told that story. it. So anyone listening who? Yes, we've told it. We, we told, told it? it after we got. We told okay. it during our our Golden Con recap episode. Oh yeah, we told it. I dragged you for but, it. I, I was mean, so stressed out mean, about flying. How, you texted me and you said, I know, we're 20 minutes I know. out and I have to turn around. I forgot your Daisy costume. And I was like, I want to be at the airport yeah. two hours early. And we got there. I mean, we made the flight. It was fine. But 
Yep. I got us there. Yep, I did. So I'm just I'm just saying I okay, yes, that's me. That's just me. I can't help it. Well, actually it wasn't it wasn't me, but I don't want to put blame on anyone else. So I will okay. take blame. So so the, the women arrive at their hotel room, which leaves much to be desired. Um I feel like no one should ever have to pay mm-hmm. to sleep in a room where the door hits the bed when you open it. Well, we were talking yeah. about that when Carson and I were watching the episode. Like one of the things that I remember noticing, I don't know if you noticed this too, Carson, is that there are three women in a room that looks like it should sleep only one. I think there are two, two beds. Do you know what I mean? Are well, there, there two was beds? The, one the one that vibrated, and then there was the one that he threw all the luggage on top of. Oh, it was that's like right. Half that's right. Camera. I forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Okay, so two beds. So someone's sharing something or sleeping yeah. on the floor. Yeah, but it looked like a full bed. It didn't look like even like a queen. It was not going to no. be a comfortable sleeping yeah, arrangement. Yeah, it's $100 no, a night, which I looked up. The equivalent with inflation is $280 a night. I wouldn't pay for that. Which is insane. You could get a Ramada in for like oh my 70 gosh. bucks. Um, so bad sleeping arrangements, oh. which Carson brings me to my first of probably many survivor questions. What was your trick to being as comfortable as possible when sleeping on the island? Well, I thought because I have a fear of snakes, right? Like I didn't want to be on the ground. So I spent the whole day making our shelter. But mind you, we have like a we had a small group of six people now down to five because someone uh, hit their head and within five minutes of being in the game and then got evacuated. Mind you, that was our strongest person on our tribe. So we have on our tribe a salon owner, two nerds, a college student. I'm not that's not me. I'm the nerd and a crazy girl so that we were not going to do anything. Yeah. And these are most, they're all my friends now, so I can call them that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, we had, we, so we built like somewhat of a shelter and it was so uncomfortable that I was going to risk having a snake crawl over me at night to sleep comfortably. Cause I would try, I'd be the only one in the shelter be cold. Um, there was not, I wasn't near the fire and you had like different rivets of bamboo on your back and it was just very painful. So mm. I would, I just ended up sleeping in the sand, which by the way, is very comfortable. I found yeah. it amazing. I, I mean, like just go on the beach. I mean, all everyone said and just laid there and fallen asleep. It's like that. It was wonderful. I slept like a I- baby. I have a feeling, I mean, I do not feel like I would do well on Survivor, but in terms of the sleeping arrangements, I actually think I would sleep very comfortably on Survivor because I was just in my folks' place in St. Louis a couple weeks ago, and my mother, oh my God, everything in my parents' house is like extra and over the top and ridiculous. And my mom has a bed that's like seven feet off the ground, so every time I turned around, I felt like I was falling off of a building. And so I couldn't I couldn't ever get to sleep, you know what I mean? So I literally had to like get off the bed, and I slept on the ground. And it was like the most comfortable place for me to sleep. So I have what? a feeling I would sleep. Yeah, I know. I slept on the ground the entire time. My, Michael would look down off the bed and just be like, you, didn't, you doing okay down there? And I, and, I, and I was. I was. I was doing just fine. I think I would sleep well in the sand. I think I would sleep very well in the sand. And I sleep on my stomach. So I have my own little pillow with my hands. The only issue is that there are sand fleas. That's the, my only issue oh, with God. it. So I'd wake Animals. up with like with 
little it was like little tiny ant bites all over my hands like my the palms of my hands not just like my skin the palms so it's like you're it's you're trying to itch your hand yeah. like this it's, oh. it was very it, so what ended up happening is i had an extra pair of socks which became my mittens at night i'd use my buff mm. and put it over my face so i was fully That's insulated smart. from the right outside. because yeah. you don't get any insect repellent or anything right you just you get sunscreen but that's it right we get so we actually do but the sand fleas are relentless they don't care if you got it on or not well they um, say if your if your palms are itching you're coming into money which wasn't the case necessarily for you on survivor <laughs> but yet at the same time well maybe like, that's if your be, palms you know? are itching for no reason but if you've been bitten by sand fleas then yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of okay. like if your ears are ringing someone's thinking about you but your ears could be ringing for you know mm. if there's a, a you know medical reason medical that you're aware too. of then right I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the room sucks. There's no AC, no ocean view, just a brick wall. Um, I also feel like back then, because yeah. they say, you know, the photos, this is not what they looked like in the brochure. And I feel like back then it was so much harder because you don't have like Yelp where people can drop like real civilian yeah. photos. No trip, trip advisor. Um, and I know I mentioned this in our intro, but there are a lot of big, broad performances happening in this episode, um, starting with Ramon, played by Paul Rodriguez, who's he's a long working stand up, um, the hotel manager, Jacques de Corville. They gave him like the wildest name to have to make B. Arthur say Um that he was played by Stuart Pankin, who's been in like literally everything. Um, and the two of them are just chewing yeah. so much scenery in that I, I'm just surprised mm -hmm. that the walls didn't crumble. Um, and then we get to the vibrating bed, which I'm assuming, Carson, because of your age, H. Allen and I have never experienced a vibrating bed. Have you ever experienced a vibrating bed? Wait, who's 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 saying I have never experienced? <laughs> I feel like he well, would have other, you know, before me. <laughs> because we talked about yes. this at Golden Con. Because remember, we asked a woman in the audience. Yes, I know. I assumed that would have been the moment that you told me. I remember things. I just wanted to make people think. <laughs> I just wanted to make people think I did, but no, I've never. I mean, how would that even work? And would that be comfortable? I have experienced again my my mother's bullshit bed. Um, her bed it like is one of those medical beds that like it lifts up. You know what I mean? Ooh, sort of a thing, mm -hmm. which makes it even more fucking annoying. And so it like it just is just up and so I have experienced that, which it does kind of vibrate when you lift it up and down. Or you could conversely, instead of lifting it up so that you're in seating position, you could lift your legs up. And then Blanche could probably figure out ways to deal with that. And Carson, don't think about your grandmother in this know. context, though. Like, not this moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Good. They're separate. Compartmentalized. Good job. But yeah, I've don't. I've never heard of a vibrating bed. Um, so when I heard, I was like, "Well, I can't wait to see what's there." Then it was just the yeah, it was just the guy. So. Yeah, they usually vibrate. Yeah, that used to be a thing. Um, my my mom had a water bed, which also Carson. I don't know because those things are long gone. But I've always wanted to try one. Don't you don't? It is it's not fun. No, no I do. It was, I want so to. So there, there. My mom had one that. It was like the thickness of the mattress was like a yoga ball and it would just, mm -hmm. it had the, you would just <laughs> lay on it. And then it was just like, you were sitting on a boat on yeah. some choppy waves. It would take Ooh. so long for it yes. to settle. And uh, yeah, she had it forever. I, I hooked up with a guy. I hooked up with a guy in Long Island who had a waterbed in like 2014. 
like wow. ridiculous. Like who had a waterbed in 2014? This dude in Long Island. It was the crazy. Imagine trying to do anything and you just always are falling back. You know what I mean? Like you're always kind of just missing it. It's like it's literally the biggest <laughs> cock tease. So. Well, I do. I do love the vibrating bed bit. It's it's something so fun. It works so well on a sitcom. Um, you know, the women put the money and nothing happens. The bellhop comes in stomps on the bed to make it shake um obviously it's such a visual gag but it is such an iconic moment that we had to pull the clip to play it we have to we have to come on let's give it a try oh, no. oh come on come on come on it'll be fun oh yeah the fun <laughs> oh my god i'm obsessed it is so I'm funny obsessed with it. my it's grandmother so says fun the same way come on it will be fun you know that like <laughs> I that's love it that. that's Anytime my grandma blanche says something and you're I like this is exactly though. how my grandma would say it you have to point it out <laughs> yeah like it's just like the very long draw so now carson what did you think of because again someone who slept with sand fleas every night just always at coming at you what did you think of the women's sort of physical comedy acting with swatting away and crushing all those pretend bugs in the scene i i mean i would do that for real i the flies were something i underestimated out on the island um, at least on TV and the ants, all the insects, actually, you just on TV, you know, you're really focused on people and you don't really notice that they're how annoying having a coconut that you've like cooked or something have 30 flies on it. And then like, you're like this whole time, then they land on you on you. And they're like, it feels like they're eating you. It's just nasty. It feels like I, I, I don't, I don't like, I didn't like it at all. Um, yeah. and I, it, so like I yeah, swat I like, them. I hate I hate any for insects. For you to watch them kind of swatting all these bugs. A little, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate it. The bugs were one of the worst part, but but like honestly, the even worse though was you would pick up like a branch that just a seemingly just a normal branch, and it would be heavy. It could be like a log, like think of more of a log, and so it's like really heavy. Like you don't want to drop it because then you could land on your foot, whatever. And you're carrying it, and all of a sudden, thousands of sugar ants, which don't bite, but you're not used to no, that, start fine. crawling up. I'm not kidding. There's thousands crawl up your arms, and no. you're just you just have to sit through the pain and know, no. okay, they're not gonna bite me. They're not gonna bite me. But if no way, like Georgia ants, they do. So it's like you feel oh, like they're God, fire ants, and so every instinct in your body is telling you panic 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 but really it's just sugar ants but Mm -hmm. i did i did one day wake up with a big old bug bite on my arm and i had to get it looked at because but it was definitely a spider so Mm. there i had all sorts of issues with the bugs not there is nothing worse i used to live in a house here in los angeles that had like an ant problem it it wasn't my house i was just you know renting and i remember i was leaving for a show i thought the ants i thought you know it was fine everything was fine i was leaving for a show i get to the airport i open my laptop at the thing a fuck i'm sorry i shouldn't curse an ant crawled out of the keyboard an ant called crawled out of my keyboard and it was like to this day 
I am still so triggered by ants crawling. Wow, that is like, it was <laughs> man, compared to Carson's story, I mean, you've really been through it, haven't you? <laughs> I have. I have. That was my survivor. Oh, my that God. My that's survivor. nothing. That is nothing. Come back when a spider has laid eggs in your cheek. Um, what's ever oh happened to me? God. No, but once I did step on, I was oh. in Georgia. Really in Georgia, there. I was standing... <laughs> Outside, I used to work at a Logan's Roadhouse and I was standing outside in the dirt next to the parking lot um, and talking on my cell phone on my little Nokia. And I got in the car and I started to drive away. And then all of a sudden I felt all this pain shooting up my feet and my legs and my ankles. And I had I was standing on a fire ant um, hill and (gasps) they, they were all over my ankles and my legs. And I pulled over in my car and I had to take my socks and shoes off and try to kill them. And they bit me so many times. So. Um, okay, everyone listening right now. Sure, everybody go check. Make sure you don't have ants ant crawling talk. on you. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back with more with Carson Garrett. This is yeah. <laughs> it's like that's your <laughs> this <is> fresh air. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the three men that the women meet who they're forced to share a bathroom with. I realized uh, watching this episode for the first time, I think they're supposed to be the characters from Gilligan's Island. Oh, right. Are they? Well, so tell Winston Hardwick, the third, tell me he's not Winston Howell, the <laughs> third. I think okay. Dwayne is the skipper because he wears a Navy shirt and he's like, I don't know, maybe the most pragmatic out of all of them. And then I think mm-hmm. Rick is Gilligan because he's just a doofus with that accent that he's doing is so wild <laughs> and funny. Um, and this actor <laughs> is played by Tom Villard, who was on another episode of The Golden Girls. Uh, he yeah. played Randy in Rose Portrait of a Woman. Well, and we should acknowledge he he, he was a... a early victim of HIV yes. AIDS and he had an amazing career and he was an actor taken too soon because of AIDS. So we should acknowledge his, his work. And everyone should watch him in yeah. Greece too, which oh, is yeah. better than the first one. Fight me on this. Anyone <laughs> it is. Uh, he's so great in Greece too. Um, but yeah, these three men were total characters. Um, I was surprised at how rude they were to the women. So rude, so arrogant. Like, don't you think? Hey, that's Grandma yes. Moses and the Mosettes. Like, it's like it's not <laughs> their fault that you're sharing a bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were. How do, wait, I have a I have a survivor question from this, Carson. So, the I've, I'm always fascinated by the bathroom situation on Survivor. Now, I'm sure it was worse than what these women had to endure with these three men, although. It probably was pretty bad with them. So, you know, who knows? Um, but do you really poop in the ocean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I didn't think I would. Because, um, you know, think about you wake up. Like, that's usually, at least that's for me when I like to go, you know, just get out of the way before <laughs> the day starts. Yeah, yeah um, fresh start. Right. Well, I don't know. Usually you don't want to get be freezing in the water in the morning. Like I don't I'm not the person to wake up and then go and want to jump in the ocean. You no, I'm going to wait till it's noon when the sun is out and then it's warm. But no, if you want to like get it over with, you have to go in the freezing water with the shade as in the morning. And so no, I would go in the day. I do not care. So yeah, I would go. But at first I thought I was like, I'm going to do it on land. But 
imagine using the bathroom number two specifically. Actually, I held my, you know, I held it. I mean, this is, we're going to get oh. TMI a little bit. Too much information. Wow. I held it for go. as long as I could and then had to go. And I didn't want to, and I didn't want to go on land without toilet paper because other, the other options leaves and whatever you can find to somewhat wipe. Yeah. And then that's just gross. So everyone told me it's like pooping in space. It's like, it's how they described it. And yeah. you know what it is. And, um, and it, it was, it's actually oddly satisfying. You're like, Wait, that was a lot cleaner than I expected it to be. And the water's already right there. My toddler shits in the tub all the time, and she always has the (laughs) biggest smile on her face afterwards. So it's got to feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. So do do people see you in the water, and then they tell what you're doing by your facial expression? Not always. And then sometimes I hear the and the drone goes out, and it starts circling me like I'm doing this iconic moment as I'm like swimming the water, and I'm I'm like waving at it. I'm not I'm not doing something cool. I'm not snorkeling. I'm just trying to poop. And and I make how it, many Yeah, it's awkward. How many accidental drone shots do you think there have been that have been they thought was perhaps something you were looking for in the water and in fact it was just poop? It would happen all the time to me. I guess they expect me to be the little adventurer. No, I was. Mm-hmm. I would only get in that water. Because, here's the thing: I don't want to see a sea snake. If I saw a sea snake, I might have quit. Yes. So we've established that. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> I was only going in the water if I had to. Um, and wow. so, yeah, they they always were. I guess optimistic that they would get some cool adventure shot, but no, they never did. They, I think, at one point they did use a shot of me in the in the water, but I'm pretty sure that was me trying to use. The bathroom. <laughs> so well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we've answered all of that. I so feel like I, know I, ha- so I just have one. I think that was one follow up question. Do mm-hmm. do you have a do do you have a producer or a camera person that follows you everywhere you go? Like if people split off or no. Because could you tell someone you have to go to the bathroom and, like, please give me some privacy? Or are they, like, sorry, no can doozies in case you're going to look for an idol or something? If someone goes with you, there will always be a camera. So if you bring a contestant, believe me, that whole thing will be documented. Everyone will be kind of grossed out, but they'll show it. Um, But in general, you would tell everybody, I'm about to 10-2 for number two. I'm about to 10-1 for um number one so that was usually the process and then they would know but sometimes the drone guy didn't get that um and so would continue to film as though you're just having an adventure but no um Mm. but yeah in terms of um what the girls were dealing with with the shared bathroom i do not like shared bathrooms i'm very against them especially rooms that are connected but i can't even imagine a hotel room so not for me um I don't. I don't even we like it a, when my family like. I want to kick them out. I locked the door yeah. on accident, but you know, I <laughs> I did my fingers up. But yeah, no, I can't imagine. That's gross. It's kind. Of, it's just not we, fun, especially with like. I'm sure for them with some nasty boys. Yeah, you don't want yeah, it. Men are no. disgusting. I'm sorry. Are, men yeah. are gross. Probably. Well, Carrie saw Carrie. I mean, when Carrie and I traveled, and it was Michael and I in one room, and Carrie on the other room, and we had adjoining rooms. But we had our own bathrooms. We had our own bathrooms, and I never saw her bathroom, and I don't think she ever saw my bathroom. No, but we would leave our door open, and it would be fun, and it felt like we were on Friends. Like, I'd just walk over to your apartment (laughs) and, like— That part was fun. That part was fun. Um, So I was also wondering—I was like, these three men 
Rick Dwayne in Winston Hodwick the Third, who like he's on an entirely different show. But like, <laughs> I don't. I was wondering. I was like, how are these three men friends? How do they know each yeah. other? Like, do they work at the same insurance company and they're on a retreat? They just seemed like mm. such an unlikely group of friends to me. I assumed college. I assumed it was a weird college setup. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you know how you like you meet people in college that have like crazy weird lives because in high school it's like everyone lives in your neighborhood so you kind of all have the same sort of upbringing sort yeah. of situation but in college everyone comes together in a really weird way from different places so i had a feeling it was probably like a weird college grouping you know frat thing yeah yeah, yeah that would make sense that. Um, oh, see, I'm practical today. Yeah, yeah. No, that was go. great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the men are terrible. They're they should be showing the women respect. They're not. Um, but luckily, nope. they do apologize later in the hotel lobby. Which, quick fun fact: um, this set of the hotel lobby it was actually repurposed from another Whit Thomas Harris sitcom called "It's a Living," and then. They used it again on the Golden Girls. It was repainted and used to act as Sophia and Sal's Brooklyn apartment in flashback episodes. And if you pause the episode, you can sort of do a side by side and go, oh, yeah, there are the stairs. There's that one door. So, you know, they were... Wow. Yeah, they they were repurposing stuff because you have to. Fun fact. Um, I also noticed that those stairs are only wide enough for single file when the men come down. I felt like that's bad business for a hotel, though I guess I wasn't surprised. It's a fire hazard. Big fire it's hazard. A fire hazard. Um, yeah. So, and, and the women, I mean, they are having a terrible time. Obviously, their room sucks. They're having to share a bathroom with three men. Um, they have a dinner that leaves them all wanting the last of the Pepto-Bismol. Um, Although, I felt so I bad say, they for are, them. They, I did too, but they are doing something that is one of my favorite things to do in a hotel. To tell my group of friends, hey, meet me in the lobby. And I am sitting there. <laughs> on the most comfortable chair with a drink next to me and my bag in my lap and no one can bother me. And you know what? If you want to talk to me, come up and sit by me. But I'm not getting up. I'm definitely not getting up. Come sit down. (laughs) And it is one of my favorite things to do in a hotel. Oh, I love a lobby. Yeah, like they're (laughs) fine. I enjoy like the free coffee, I guess. I mean, I just enjoy the the people watching and the, I mean, when, uh, you know, I love meeting people. I love when people come, when I come to someone's city, but I don't actually want to leave and people know that I probably won't leave wherever I am and they need to come to me if they want to see me, that I'll meet them in the lobby, at the bar, in the chair, whatever. Like, I'll meet them in the lobby and then I'll say, well, it was nice seeing you. And I'll leave. Carson, do you have strong feelings about hotel lobbies? I'm just antisocial in like public situations. I hide in the in the apartment or the hotel room. Like you mm. won't. I mean, I'll come down to get a coffee. Actually, I don't drink coffee very much. I might get some green tea. Um, <laughs> but um, actually, no. Okay, I do love a hotel like study area. That's where I get a lot of work done. Mm. And they have so much free stuff, and we all love free stuff. So we love free stuff. Take advantage of that. But yeah, no, I'm like lobbies are a little stressful for me because I'm worried I'm going to see someone I know. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely that. If you're just hanging out in a lobby and you don't want to see anyone, that's a problem. But for me, I love the idea of just like that being my social time, and then I leave Mm, when I'm done. And then you're done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I'm done, and no one else can come up to me unless I invite. Carson, here's a tip. Maybe you already do this because I'm the same way. When I don't want to talk to someone, and I know that there's a situation where I may have to talk to someone, I always keep my AirPods in. (laughs) 
And then that way, yeah. if I see mm. someone, you're immediately on a fake call and that, and you are well into it. And you kind of, oh, I know, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I just think it's so good to see you. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yes. pimple, you know what I mean? And then you just sort of, you yada yada your way through it. I have a friend and everyone needs a friend like this who we both call each other when we're at somewhere we don't want to talk mm. to people. And then we're like, and then the, we start the conversation with like, Hey, I just need to talk to you so I don't have to talk to anybody. And then that's, and we talk oh, yeah. and we really do. And it's yeah. actually like the best sort of friendship. So highly yeah. recommend having a friend like that if you are in any way like us. <laughs> that's really nice. And also you're getting a nice catch up with your friend. So it's like, yeah, like that's you're, lovely. you know, you're, you're killing it's great. one stone in that sense. That's really nice. Oh. Um, oh. So the three men again, single file come down these fire hazard stairs and they apologize for being assholes earlier. Fine. Um, and then Winston says he has access to a sailboat and invites the ladies on an evening cruise. Now, listeners, if you watch Dateline, you know that this is the last time these are women <laughs> yes. are ever seen alive again. You never follow mm-hmm. strange men to a second location. That is just Especially, well, especially not a boat. Yes. I Like, <laughs> that is the easiest place to to get rid of a body yeah. is in the middle of the mm-hmm. ocean. Um, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. There is something about Winston that I don't trust. That yeah. man is whenever bad someone, business. Whenever someone's that dapper, it's like a whole, like... You know, there's something there. You know, he's secretly poor and he cuts up people. Like something is, something is, something's off, you know? So the women leave and then we get to the sort of pied de resistance of the episode, which is the shipwreck, Um, Mm -hmm. the set. I mean, I love TV sand and TV snow. It's always just one layered Mm -hmm. blanket and you can't put your toes through it no matter how hard you try. (laughs) It always like moves in weird ways that like, you know, snow and sand wouldn't move like that. Um, I sort of, Carson felt like this a little bit felt like the Mergen survivor. Like it is no longer Mm -hmm. like men versus women on this island, like no tribes. Like these six people are just trying to be like the last one standing at this point. Um, again, I think the men revert back to who they actually are when, um, Dorothy mentions how, when like they all thought they were going to die, they were like, please God, take the old ladies, but don't take us. (laughs) Like you guys weren't sorry earlier. Um, they take no responsibility for crashing the boat on the Island. They didn't check the weather before they headed out. And the women are like, you almost killed us. And they're basically like, shut your face. I stand by it. They're assholes. They should, I mean, someone, Rose's competitive streak, Carson, you don't know this about Rose, but Rose is a very competitive streak. You, we see it in this episode. Oh. And and she should have pushed someone overboard. Like one of the men had to go overboard. You know what I mean? Yes. And before uh, Rose takes over um, everything in like the most badass way, I want to play Blanche has a really, really uh, great moment that I think we should play. So good myself they invite us to go out on a boat then they sail us right out in the middle of a storm we end up shipwrecked on this god's forsaken island hey so we made a few mistakes huh? nobody's perfect yeah what's the big deal what's the big deal you almost killed us you nitwits i hate you <laughs> oh my gosh there's there's me i curse the day your mama ever laid eyes on your daddy i curse the day your daddy ever laid down with your mama <laughs> You ladies should be grateful. It was our superior sailing skill that saved your life. There's Mimi. That's There's Mimi. so funny. You're like, the oh my way gosh, she said nitwit. Mm-hmm. Nitwit. 
Oh my god. I think yeah. Carson, I mean, I, I I love you, but I think I think I think Mimi needs to be a guest on Maybe, this. Maybe yeah, get, we'll get Shirley on here. <laughs> She'd love it. I would love she, that. I'd love to hear her sing the Golden Girls theme song. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're so right, Carrie. That would be amazing. I'll ask her. We can maybe sit in as a clip. <laughs> oh, that would be That fun. would be I would be oh, do honored. Do that over Thanksgiving. Do that we'll over do. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Oh, God. Did Winston fall out of a 1930s motion picture? Like, I cannot with this guy. <laughs> I love that um, Blanche. No, wait. Is it? No, it's. Uh, yeah. Blanche calls him Yankee slime. Um, oh, that was good. Like, because yeah. you know her feeling about Yankees. I went to my prom with a Yankee. Um, she is. <laughs> does, that, does that sound like your grandma? I do a pretty good Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I mean, like I had to look up to make sure it was you. <laughs> Thanks, Carson. I was I was reaching for that, and you gave it to me. Um, so then it's called volleying in the business, yes. Carson. You just were volleyed. So Rose steps up, announces that she's yeah. the leader that everyone needs. Everyone's going to listen to her, mm-hmm. and we have to play this moment because these sort of Rose take charge moments are very few and far between, so they're very precious. I'm in charge here. From now on, everyone listens to me. Why should we listen to you? Because I happen to be the most decorated pioneer scout in the history of northern Minnesota. (laughs) I can build a hundred-foot rope bridge, start a fire with rocks, distill seawater into drinking water. Now, if you want to get out of this alive, I suggest you listen to me. Do I hear any objections? I didn't think so. Dorothy, Blanche, start breaking up the boat. We need wood for a fire. And you three, head up north, up that ridge. Based on those rock formations, there's a good chance of finding a waterfall. If you don't find anything in an hour, head back for the coastline, follow it around, and look for our fire. Now move. I said move! Carson, what did you think of Rose's survival skills that she's rattling off to everybody? First of all, I love how Minnesota people love to talk about how they're from Minnesota. It's like the first thing they need to they need to well, say. Well, Carson, you should explain that to our listeners because you have a very special friendship with someone from Survivor who lives in Minnesota. Yes, my um, one of my probably closest friends from the show, Carolyn. Um, she is very kooky and has her own way of doing things. Her accent talks like this. She's up and down, goofy, mixed with Cher. It's amazing. Very interesting to listen to. Just like go listen to a clip of her on YouTube talk or mm-hmm. podcast just talking. And it's just it's like a, it's a spectacle, but it's in, in the form of audio. It's fascinating. But yeah. she definitely has the accent. But it's like it's like they have to proclaim that they're from Minnesota as if we already don't know from the accent. We know. We know you're from Minnesota. <laughs> we get it. Um, but yes, it, I, but I also feel like with Minnesota people, they they like have I don't know why, but when I think of a Minnesota person, they know how to they know how to go to camp, they know how to set up a fire, they know how to they are always outdoors. Yeah, it's freezing oh, yeah. there, so it's just it, it definitely in, uh, aligns with the Minnesotans I know. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it I, it was very her her instructions were very interesting. Definitely fire, so it's important, especially at night because it gets cold. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. People would joke to me that I would get, I would sleep so close to the fire that they would have to push. I remember being pushed from away from the fire by producers because I would almost fall in while I'm asleep. That would not be fun. Oh my god! Yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm really good at, uh, I, I actually lost Survivor because I couldn't make fire enough, fast enough. Um, but I am really good at, like, at cont- making a fire from the start big. I mean, one time I almost um, burned down my entire backyard because I had a 20-foot tall flame coming oh, out of my why? fire pit. Yeah, I don't know. Why did you do that? I I didn't expect I, I I I'm a very ambitious person, so I'm like, ooh, it's ten feet. Can I get it higher? And then all of a sudden, yeah. it's like about to reach the the tree. It was bad, so not a good yeah. idea. Also, another skill of yours is sleeping really well, which clearly, if you can sleep that close to a fire and not be woken up by the heat about to burn you, um, you sleep very well. Well, I mean, ours weren't that going that crazy, but the Minnesota and Carolyn, she would be up and tending to the fire all night. Once my head hit the sand, I was out until morning. I would be that person. I have to admit, I would probably be the person tending to the fire. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I mean, I like you know, I do the things. I like to tend to those things. I love to vacuum shit like that. You, you know? do like to vacuum. <laughs> you do like to vacuum yeah. a lot. I feel like I would be, I would be like Rose in the Isn't It Romantic episode when Jean tells her mm. she's in love with her and she pretends to be asleep, but really she's mm. wide awake. So I feel like I would be mm. like, like the whole, even if I was awake, just because I wouldn't want to have to tend the fire. But there's also a reason why I would that, be Carson? a terrible contestant for Survivor. So many Did reasons. you ever do anything on Survivor, Carson, that you used an excuse to get out of doing something that was for Cam? Um trying to think because yes i I do remember specifically any like danny would always want to collect firewood and i'm like well we have firewood why you know like we don't need to collect it all day so i would go i would just go hide or something or go to the water well like and and, just go you just go wait 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 wait, wait. you just go hide yes i i would where would you say i'm going to collect wood or would you just um no sometimes i i would I don't, I'm trying to think, because I, yeah, Danny, there was this one guy on my season that was always like work mode, work mode, work mode. If you weren't working, he was against you, but he really liked me. So I had to pretend I was working enough, you know, to satisfy the, the check mark. But I also did the bare minimum and that was very much so noted by my tribe, I think, but I didn't care. I also was sick out there. So I would actually, that's what it was. I remember now. Yes. I would lay down and pretend I was just having a really hard time struggling with feeling nauseated and I might not be nauseated at all or not even be bad. Um, and they'd be like, Oh, take your time, recover, recover. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) And fake sleep. But you know, I have to say, I have to say to any of the Carson Knotts listening to this, because I'm sure someone will, I need someone to do some fan art of you with like your knees huddled up to your chest, just hiding in the woods somewhere or in the jungle of Fiji, just because I need that image. I need or just that. lying I mean, a little too close to the fire. <laughs> oh, that one too. I need that one drawn too. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised they never showed that. Yeah, no, I. they would always do the symbolism with me with fire because I lost with fire. So they would show me yeah. with like clips of fire out coming out of my glasses and stuff. It yeah. was a fun little yeah. Easter egg, but it got it really annoying because basically our season was sp- spoiled online. So people knew. So, one, so once the fire symbolism came up, it was like, well, people already knew. So it was super obnoxious. Mm. My family even knew, and I wasn't going to tell them, but they would like they would like mention it. It would drive me crazy. Oh <laughs> man! 
man. Yeah. Yeah. Th- these are the types of shows like you don't want spoilers. Like no spoilers. you don't want spoilers. Right. No spoilers. You want to like live it in the moment. You want to see the live finale. It's you know. Yeah. yeah. That bums me out. Um. Well, do the girls survive Carrie, though? So, well, yes. So that was such a good segue back into the Thank vacation you. episode. Thank you. Um, one thing I noticed was really funny is that Rose mentions they have to break down um, the boat to build the fire. But the fire <clears throat> that they actually see, it's logs. Like, none of the wood actually mm-hmm. looks like it would. Like, give me planks. Come on. Like, set, yeah. set deck. Give me give Something. me planks. Give me a couple planks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I loved about this moment is we finally, this episode it had so much going on, so many big characters. We finally just get to slow down and have a scene with just the women. No guest stars. The three men, they've been gone for hours. The women are left with their thoughts. You know, the decent odds that they're going to die out on this island. And like, and that's what's going to get you in the end. It's not, <laughs> it's not, the, it's not the weather. It's not anything. It's your brain. Your brain yep. is going to kill you. Well, yep. I mean, I think the first thing is probably water. A lack of water was right. Next sure, year. but before that happens, the brain. <laughs> Have y'all ever had the the water that they put like or like if you went out in the in your local creek and think got a jug of water and you put like the drops in it to make it drinkable? Have y'all ever done that before? Well, we live in Los Angeles, so mm. if you go to a local creek, it's probably urine. <laughs> I've um, never put. I've I've so. had filtered water before, which is a very common thing. But I've never actually put like tablets into something to actually clean the water. Oh. What does it make it taste any different? It's off. No, it tastes horrible. It, it's the really? worst taste mm. ever. Um, like I even prefer those life straws if y'all heard of those yes. where you put the straw into like the dirty water and yep. it will cleanse it. But even it's as it's, you suck. Yeah, yes. it filters it, it as you drink the, it. Oh. It's actually it's fascinating. I used to have it in my water bottle because I'm I'm one of those people. Give me two cups of water that have been sitting at the same temperature. I can tell you which one is from the the um, the sink versus the filtered. Always a hundred percent spot. Wow. And everyone's like, "There's no difference between the taste." There is. Don't even try to there question is. me. Um, so, there anyways, is. but yeah, I I'm like if it's like I wonder what type of water they're looking for, like creek water, because are they going to just drink it? you know, without filtering, like survivor producers would always tell us you need to boil the water. We never boiled it. And we would find dead lizards, dead like frogs in our water tank and we would still drink it. So I'm sure I have a parasite and I'll have to deal with it at some point. I've already had so many complications. (laughs) Wait. So when you get your water from the water well, you don't have anything to cleanse it beyond that point. They just tell you to boil it. Well, there is a caveat because it's a wa- it's it's it looks as though it's a well that was yeah. dug up 50 years ago or something. It's a trash can. The trash like yeah. one of those things that you push around that has rocks around it that looks as though it's a well and they dump wa- I what I'm assuming is filtered water. But, you know, all those lizards and stuff, they want a taste of it. So they get they they try to go get the water, then they fall in and die in the water and then all their guts are Oh everywhere. god, all it's like- nasty. Whoa. I'll, I'm just thinking yeah. of um. It, it reminds me of Kitchen Nightmares when Gordon Ramsay goes into somebody's walk-in cooler and there's like gross oh, yeah. raw chicken next to the cooked chicken. Oh. He's like, "You're gonna kill somebody!" Like, I feel like that's oh, the God. equivalent of oh, what yeah. the of what the survivor water I live on my zero water. Like. I I love my zero water filter and I live by it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What what happens when you think you're going to die and you're on a deserted island? Um, you get 
honest. Uh, the women mm-hmm. do this. You got you got to clean that slate so Jesus lets you in. Um, they start getting honest with each other. Uh, Rose admits to reading Blanche's diary, um, which I wonder if this is why Blanche and Dorothy in a later episode feel okay about reading Rose's 4-H diary. Um, and Blanche also has a really big admission for the women, which we should play. Well, since we're going to die anyway, I might as well be honest too. Rose, I slept with your cross-eyed cousin Nolan when he visited us from Ohio. (laughs) And he was lousy in bed. (laughs) I knew about that a long time ago. Nolan told me. And he said you were the one that was lousy. Take that back. Well, Will, Will, Will. Come on, girls, girls. Now, let's examine our priorities. We have no food, water, or shelter. Besides, I also slept with Nolan on that fateful trip. (laughs) And as your leader, I must decree that the fault indeed lies with Nolan. (laughs) In the the friend group, in the friend group (laughs) of this, I I feel like I am Dorothy. I'm the one (laughs) that... No one expects to have Mm -hmm. slept with Nolan. And then all of a sudden I'm the one being like, actually. (laughs) I, I need to know more about this cousin Nolan trip. Cause like, Mm. what's up with this guy that he sleeps with the only, well, I guess, well, I I guess we don't know if he slept with Sophia because she's not there, but he slept with at least two out of the three women who were there that he's not related to. Like, and he sounds Again, not to, I mean, they're not painting him in a great light. So is he like the pheromones guy from that one episode where he just smells really good? Like, (laughs) had Blanche and Dorothy both been without a man for so long? I'm just like, how did this happen where I also also feel like. sleep. Don't sleep around in your friend group. Just don't. Just don't. It's just not. It's not a good plan. It's not a good plan. It never works out. It's just not good. If it's in the friend group, don't do it. Well. Unless you're like you're, it, you're in like a colony. Is it know, the friend group or is it sleeping with someone who's related, like a family member in town from the friend group? Is that different or does that fall well, under the same umbrella? If if Dorothy slept with him knowing that he had slept with Blanche, we don't know about that, but we assume they have shared this information. That's bad news bears. Don't do that. Dorothy should not have done that. You know what I mean? Like, just don't do that. Like, if 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 one person's in the mix, let that person have that gold and then, you know, talk about it afterwards over cheesecake or something. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really just I'm laying out all the wisdoms. I'm Oprah this episode. So so this, you know, obviously the women being on the island, being in, you know, completely out of their comfort zone, um, it brings sort of a different side out of them, I think. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Carson, did you feel like being in the survivor environment, did it bring out a side of you at any point that you found very surprising? Yes, kind of. Yeah, I didn't expect to really cry much. And then there was one day where I was just like, cry, 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 cry all day. Um, And it's good to let it out a little bit, you know. (laughs) Um, And I, well, it was my last day. um, And yeah, it was 25 out of the 26. And uh, yeah, it was like, I was just there. And it really did feel like a million dollars just dropped out of my hands i dropped a million dollar ball so Mm. yeah no i um i and then like it it was just like everything was crashing down um so it it was it yeah i definitely think there were moments where i was was surprised myself um i was i mean honestly i was 
I don't remember sharing anything and being like, oh, I shouldn't have shared that or something like that. But it, it's very much so a trauma bonding experience. There is a connection I have that with the people I spent time out there with that no one else will ever have with me, um, where yeah. we like get each other in a weird way. Like I can show up to their house and just sleep on their couch and we got no problems. Um, I mean, Josh, for example, lives in Atlanta close to me. And so I always just go and hang out at his place. But yeah, it's a, it's something about trauma bonding. I feel like we're watching with them and it's like, they are going to leave this yeah. deep, deeply connected more so than they were before, which is kind of what is cool about camping. It's what's cool about being on an Island deserted. Um, so yeah, I, it's, there's something about it where you're like, lives are at stake that brings out something else in you that you don't get yeah. from a normal conversation, which is really cool, which is why I like for like, um, some of my friends, I'm like, let's go camping. Cause that's where we really get to know each other. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm, I mean, I would love, I, I would love to hang out, but I don't think I want to go camping. Um, and I also Fair. don't think I want to sleep on a couch. I don't think I, sleep, I don't think I don't think you want to see me camp. <laughs> I don't. You know I, mean? I don't. I don't remember hearing Carson ask you just this moment I'm if just you saying, wanted to go I'm camping. Just saying, I'm I'm putting it out to the He's world, making it known, so it's not he awkward when he when I ask. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling if I was in the region, I would get asked to go on a camp situation. Here, and I can see your camping, your your camping um, experience being more of a camper where you have like the house that comes with you, yes. and then you have your bed, yes. and you, you have, glam. Yes. <laughs> You're yes. like you a glam, glam camper. Yeah. Yes. 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 Also, don't ever ask me to sleep on a couch. That's all. <laughs> Which I don't think Carson would ask you to do while you were sleeping. Oh, I'm just putting it out into the world. No one asked me to sleep right. on a couch. Sure. I do think, yeah. though, Carson, you pointed on something that I think is why the show's been so successful for so long and why so many people love it and watch it, which is like there's, you know, when you look at sort of like reality shows or competition shows, there is something so raw and honest and wonderful and everybody's there because they love the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's what makes Survivor different than any other show, any other competition show, reality show. And I think that's why people fall in love so much with the contestants on the show, which it feels weird even to call you contestants because I'm not like comparing what you did to someone who goes on like press your luck or, yeah. you know, Jeopardy. It's obviously a very different experience but I can see how it sort of it strips away obviously technology and social media and phones mm -hmm. and your you know not with your friends or your family and you really truly are just you there and yeah. and and there is something so beautiful and nice about it and um yeah I'm glad that you have all these really great lasting friendships and um, you know, I like to think that, you know, when we see the the women after, you know, they spill more secrets and then they fight, they make up. They and do. in the end, they're hugging. And it's yeah. like, and that's where you want to know, had the men not returned, that these women would have died in each other's arms, having aired oh. everything out. But they didn't because the men return. Um they come like they're they're singing. Um, what is it? The it's the Pepsi theme song, right? That I'd like to teach the world to oh, sing. Oh yeah, right. Whole, yes, yeah, yeah. That is. Yeah, you're um, right. Um. So what I thought was really interesting is so the men return because they were you know on a you know they were still on the island where the hotel was, so they found another hotel, um, and they don't bring back water 
you know, which you really need when you're dehydrated with, you know, no mm-hmm. food in your stomach. They bring back mm-hmm. Mai Tais <laughs> because I feel like the best thing for them to put in their bodies at that point is two different kinds of rum, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, they bring back Mai Tais. And well, it reminds me on Survivor. On Survivor when they have like the food challenges and you get to eat like, like all the sugary stuff. And... But it's like af- after not eating that kind of stuff for like two weeks or whatever, it's like. Do you really want to put that in your body? Because nope. it might not end up so well. Nope. I I remember a very yeah. painful boat ride back from a food reward, which is more like a food disadvantage is what I would call it because <laughs> you stuff yourself and then you have yeah. this like, then all of a sudden your stomach's like, what on earth is in here? Because I haven't had anything mm-hmm. in here for weeks. And it's just like wanting to push yeah. it back up. And I had, um, and actually, so they gave me a trash bag and to like to like have as a in case as we're writing back thankfully it didn't come out so i got to process that food eventually but i did keep the trash bag and i did put my clothes in it in my bag oh, as a waterproof oh, seal yes dry. i've never said that before oh. so hopefully no one ever watches this and it's like of course it just said yeah Carson. um yeah i did do that um and uh that that was it was it, it, food after food, wine, you know, alcohol, anything in your stomach after not eating and after a while, it's like, it's not a fun feeling at all. Um, That's smart. That's yeah. Smart. So, and also you said something about like getting, you know, being away from technology. I mean, like, I still remember the first time I touched my phone after being, after not having it for a month, it's the weirdest, wildest feeling. I felt like, I felt like, uh, I had touched a smartphone for the first time in my life. Like it was the weirdest thing. I was like, how do I hold this? I was like, literally my grandma, like, you know, doing the finger, like trying to push it. I had no idea how to hold it. It was heavy. It was weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like you got out of prison. Yeah. You go through it. Yeah. um, (laughs) Wow. But, so the guys, but the guys yeah. get the ladies they a room. Do. They they mm-hmm. actually they give. I mean, they they turn out to be gentlemen in the end, which I love it. A redemption story. You know, they might always be assholes, and they shouldn't remain friends with them because right. they'll probably be assholes in the future. Mm-hmm. But at or least try to kill them. Should, I'm still or try to kill them. Yeah. Yes. Mm. But at least take advantage of this one moment of a nice hotel and a mai tai. <laughs> that I know that's more your speed. Now you're coming to life yeah. now that it's like oh, you're yeah. at a nicer hotel with a mai tai. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. that's the episode again. Like it's. It's a fine episode. I was just really excited to watch this episode again and, and to talk about Carson, talk about Carson, mm-hmm. talk to Carson about um, all of the really fun parallels between the women's experience yeah. and, and Survivor. Did you enjoy the episode, Carson? I did. It was very fun. Um, maybe I'll watch another one um, and kind of get in the groove. If you know if you know me, I don't really watch TV. I barely watch. I actually... Yeah. Like I don't watch, I haven't watched a show other than Survivor in the long time. So besides this one, I just watched. So I don't know if it's just how busy I am or like being involved in school and stuff. Um, but like, I, yeah, no, it held my attention. I was, it, I loved it. It was, it was fun. It kind of gave me the vibes of um, a Full House. Like that's what it kind of reminded me of. Right, yeah. it reminded me of because I grew I up like watching that. that a little bit, where you have like. The like one that. shot in the one room, it never changes the cam- camera angle, but you get everything you need. And it had that mm-hmm. had that like fun feeling about it, which it was just interesting. Yeah. I mean, even though it was filmed a, a good bit ago, it still had, you know, s- things that made it interesting, good acting and, you know, like fun plot lines that made it interesting. And um, it's somewhat refreshing yeah. now with all the fancy cinematography. Yeah, yeah. I know. 
Well, I mean, we need to go on a break, but as we go to break, just because I feel like I saw your grandmother's episode in Blanche, I want I want Shirley to sing us out. So let's 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 have Shirley sing us out. <laughs> And we are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. So, Carson, you're going to hear Carrie and I do our golden takeaway to give you a bit of uh, time to think and also an example of what you can do. So, Carrie, would you like to start us off? Well, my golden takeaway is a little bit of a cheat because since we have Carson here, I did want to ask you for me, for other Survivor fans out there. And I'm sure you've been asked this before. What is one thing that people might not know about Jeff that you think that they should know? Wow. I don't think I've gotten that many times. Um, I Okay. Well, mm, that is a really good question. But yeah, there, I mean, Jeff is just fascinating. Like I, I follow him. Uh, he is like the celebrity of celebrities for me. Like I follow his every move. Um, he, I, he's actually on, at, when we're filming this, he's on Jimmy Fallon tonight. So I'm about to go watch that too. I'm very excited. So like, but what's so interesting about him is he has this like very secretive life in a sense that like, even though he's a very public person, like, you know, a lot about him, you really don't know what his day is like. But one thing I do, I do love to hear about with Jeff is like, is his, is what he does when he's not filming and um and so mm. or 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 like just not even or even being on the island like what do you do during the day when you're not doing survivor when you're not we're not filming he one thing i was so surprised with was he is so involved in every step of the process and um most people just know him as the host but in season 17 he was also or I think season 18, he also became the executive producer and now is like the showrunner, the host and the executive producer. He is the reason the show is still on. And he has, and I remember, um, and, and it's not just in that he's successful. He's good at being a host. I remember the first time that our cast met him before we started the game, they had us all in chairs. We're not allowed to talk because the game hasn't started. We have no communication and we just have to sit in silence. But he flies in on a helicopter and he lands at the resort we're at and then walks over. And we've all met him via via FaceTime, via Zoom. We're, obviously, we watched him. We're, we're so excited to actually meet him in person. It's like the most exciting experience ever. And the first thing he does, a whole crowd of people is waiting for him in chairs and like an audience setting. He doesn't walk to us. He walks to the people working at the like at the desk behind the scenes, the Fijians that are mm. the locals that are there helping. And he greets every single one of them and remembers some of their names. And it just kind of was a um a like moment where it's like, wow, that is a showrunner. That's a host. That's an executive producer all in one because he is thoughtful. He's caring and he really does. He's so good at like being there for everybody and and all and being so interconnected in all parts of the show. So he will at times run challenges, he'll test things, he meets everybody. So he's just he's just really admirable in, in that way. I feel like there needs to be a documentary about how who Jeff is, how he how he interacts oh, with be. the world. Someday. There will there has to be. Yeah, because it's when it's, he retires, it, there will be. Right. Not only is Survivor just successful, but like the way he runs it is just unlike anybody else. It's just really cool, uh -huh. his leadership. So that's that was one thing I got to see firsthand that I was just amazed with. 
That's great. That's wonderful. I, that. I think it goes to show for someone to come in and not just do the job, but to go the extra mile, mm-hmm. to say hello to every single mm-hmm. person, to remember. It's such a Henry Winkler thing. It's like notorious Henry Winkler in the entertainment industry. He'll like see you. Person you work with him 10 Henry years Winkler's ago. Character. It's fine. He's an actor. <laughs> I, I'm like pretending I do. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You don't, it's yeah. okay. You're, you don't have to know who Henry Winkler is, but he, yes, he's in do. the entertainment industry. You. Yes, sure, sure, sure. Yes. And we'll also text you our top three episodes of the Golden Girls to watch Oh, next. yes. Um, okay. But yes. but for Jeff to to go around and say hello to everyone to remember their names like that is a level yes it makes him a great showrunner a great EP a great host but it makes him a good human it a good does. man mm-hmm. you can yeah. tell that that Definitely. is someone who is compassionate who cares and who understands that these people are all doing you know they're all part of this this wouldn't be possible without them either um, and I love to hear stories but, like that because I like to imagine that that's the kind of guy that Jeff is yeah. so that makes me it's happy. also how the girls treated the cast and crew or the crew of of the show as well. They were very, I mean, they would always talk like that on sitcom or on talk shows and everything. So it's kind of nice to see that that sort of carries through yeah. since the 80s. Um, my golden takeaway, I had a golden takeaway, but then when Carson was talking about Jeff, I might change my golden takeaway. But before I get to that, I do want to thank you, Carson, for doing this because, like I said at the beginning, you have become a very good friend. And I'm so glad that you can be a part of this Golden Girls sort of moment and maybe usher in something fun. And I love that we got to see a little bit of your grandma tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, that that's fun. exciting. Thank you. Um, My golden takeaway from this episode, inspired by your last response, is that I think like Blanche, who always made amazing entrances, you know, always knew how to give and deliver a great entrance, knowing that Jeff greets a new cast, not filmed really, by flying in on a helicopter is something that I think I should probably (laughs) do. I need to up I need to up my game of how people see me when I walk into a room and I don't think I can just open a door anymore. I think I have to do something more. So that's my that's my golden takeaway is to be more dramatic when you Oh yeah, and no, we stayed at the less fancy resort just so that that helicopter could land and he could have his grand entrance. There you go. <laughs> like there, there was go. a really fancy one, that. but we had, but he didn't like it because he couldn't take his chopper there. So we had. I love yeah. that. So I that's what I aspire to as well. I hope I, every every entrance I have is via helicopter at one point. <laughs> well, so Carson, after watching this episode or having this conversation, what is something that you've taken away from all of this? What's a nugget of something? Um, I love I, I love like the moment where the um where the girls were kind of being vulnerable and sharing all the stuff they had never shared with each other before. Like, I want more of that. Like, I want, I kind of want that in my own life where you like go on something and like, okay, I'm about to die. So let me tell you all the stuff that I ne- I've never told anybody. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of like a, a really fun thing, but also somewhat awkward too. You go back to real life. They all know yeah. each other's, you know, um, each other's baggage and, and stuff. So I, but I thought that was fun. And uh, that it was something that reminded me of kind of how I felt on, out on the island and, um, in that like there's this imminence of death you know so it was yeah um and yet we're all like we're on a ticking ticking clock and so it's the same thing so it, yeah just a reminder yeah. of that was neat exactly i love that i love that well carson don't go anywhere because carrie and i have some business to do but we're gonna we're gonna do a sound we're gonna send off at the end so don't go anywhere okay yes um oh my gosh this has been so much fun carson's been so much fun having you here today with us and we just want to thank everybody for listening today and we will catch you all back here next week for more golden girls greatness
Yes, and guys, you know that we are a part of Mom, Moguls of Media. So go and subscribe to Mom Plus because there's so many fun things happening. And you can follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, Out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I'm H. Allen Scott Slice Pines on everything. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. Still really bad at that branding. Um, and if you guys want to support the podcast, do us a favor. You can go to um, iTunes, Apple, wherever you get this podcast. Give us a nice rating and review. Uh, cause the more people who rate it and review it, the more the show will get bumped up and the more people will discover it and join our lovely kick-ass community of Golden Girls fans. Okay, Carson, this is your big moment. So when I point to you, you know, to say the thing we talked about at the beginning. Okay, you ready? And as always, remember, remember stay, stay golden. golden. <laughs> <laughs> we you said that like you were, you were, ago. you were a lost child. I well, love it. I was like, is it, is it in sync? <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't tell like in my head when I was saying with y'all I was like trying and to be on beat stay golden yeah whatever that's the clip we just found a clip to use okay great <laughs> Out of the Lanai is not endorsed by Wit Thomas Harris Productions Touchstone Television Disney or any of its subsidiaries it is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only all names pictures audio and video clips of the Golden Girls are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders